So um, I'm going to be real honest with the listeners here. Okay. I've always been on Team Backstreet Boys. I know you have, but I guess the listeners didn't know. But you chose this. Oh, no, you gave me the option. I did. And I chose No Strings Attached because I thought it would be more interesting to talk about. And I, I think it probably is more interesting to talk about. Yeah, it might, it, it might be. <laughs> it, there's there might there's more flavor. Um, Not all the flavor is good. Yeah, there's some sourness. <laughs> <laughs> so this album is kind of like one of those uh, jelly bean packs where half of them taste like boogers or shit, and then the other ones taste delicious. So yeah, just right yeah. out the get go, I'm just gonna say that right now. Yeah, so sorry to all you in uh, sinkers out there. Well, no, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's not all bad. All right. Episode 29 of B-Side Ourselves. And Woo. as you could tell, um, we're doing an album retrospective this week of NSYNC's second album, No Strings Attached, from the year 2000. I can't believe it was the year 2000. I can't, um, actually. No, just it feels older than 2000 in my brain. Well, it feels see, like a 90s album. Yeah, I think the thing that reminds me that it's a little bit later. Um, well, one is one of the songs on the album. Um, but two, I remember people like still like, I think it was starting to become ironic, but like people doing the bye 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 dance at high school dances as a joke. Yeah. Like in high school. So, you know. I was in high school, like starting in 2000. So makes sense. It fits, I think. Yeah. What year did you graduate? Oh, four. Oh, I graduated. Oh, two. This is, this has been about around a little bit by the time I graduated. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. not a little bit. It'd be fresher. Yeah. And sync hadn't officially like stopped yet by the time that you graduated. They were still pretending to be together <laughs> so all right let's get into this give us some stats give us some yeah stats well let me do let me do we'll do stats first and then we can do personal history second um so this is nsync's second album it was released on march 21st 2000 um it was actually supposed to come out a little bit earlier than that but it was delayed because there was a lawsuit with lou perlman um he was there part of their management and he was like taking more money than he was supposed to. And there's a bunch of stuff and they switched record labels. Um, I only skimmed it. Cause I was like, I don't really care. Can that we get much. into that real quick. Yeah. 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 I want to talk about how InSync wanted to part ways with their record label and management because they wanted to be more creative. However, this is still a band of people who take music from other songwriters and then they just sing it. Max Besides Martin. JC, we will get into how JC was very involved in this album writing personally, which is kind of cool. I had no idea. But, you know, if they're not getting songs from Sweden, by the way, what's that show called? And the, the girl group show. Oh, Girls 5 Eva. There's a show called Girls 5 Ever, Eva, and it makes fun of like bands from that time, like a girl band getting back together, kind of like Spice Girls or, you know. But they have to go find a Swedish guy to write lyrics for them for a yeah. song. And I didn't realize until I was looking at the stats for this, how all these songs are written by Swedish 
Like, yeah. Well, Max Martin is like the the big boy band songwriter guy. He's written songs for both NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Yeah. So it's just and not just the boy bands. I think he did a bunch of others yeah, too. Yeah, other stuff too. Yeah. But like, seriously, when you're like, I want to cut ties from my record label, no strings attached, but then I'm gonna still do the same formula. It's just now I don't have the record label telling me what songs I have to do. Well, they did, you know, they did try to do this album is on certain levels stylistically different than the first album. The first album is like more of a Euro pop album. And yeah. this album, they're trying really hard to be like, no, we're like we're like kind of like R pop, but we're R and B and we have some new jack swing elements in here, and it a lot of it falls really flat. Um, yes, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but I, I guess I, I have a little bit of respect for the attempt. But man, there's like a there's a certain quality to the like the music on this, the like the back music, where I literally like I hear it, or if I hear it anywhere else, I'm like, oh, that's like a that's like a cheap in sync beat. Like that's what that sounds like. It yeah. sounds like so. But seriously, um, another shout out to JC. He has writing credits on four songs. Timberlake only cool. has writing credits on one. So like, I didn't even know that JC Chazez. How do you how do you say his last name? I think it's Chazé. 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 Yeah. But Chris but seriously, don't tell him. Writing on four songs. Like working with people, like I feel like that's actually the artist of the group, in my opinion. Not a, no offense, because they all can sing. I'm, we're clear on that. They all bring to the table great singing voices, but I appreciate artists that actually write their music, or at least have a huge hand in it. Yeah. Um. I I will say Justin, even Justin has said that JC is a better singer than him, which isn't which is interesting. I think Justin Timberlake just has a different uh, style, ap appeal, and style that that helped catapult him to the to the top. Although I will say I don't know what most of them are doing, but Joey Fatone is on TV more than any of the rest of them besides <laughs> Justin. Like he's he's got a, he's he's made himself a little career as like a host of things. Like he's a likable like likable friendly like good looking guy who knows how to do the hosting thing, and he. It works for him. So, and people are like, hey, that's that guy from that thing, you know, that we were all oh, good really good for liked. him. So, yeah. Um, What's JC I, doing? I don't well, know. Okay. <laughs> he's hoping, he's uh, hoping that NSYNC will get back together. I mean, whatever. All right, let's get, get into your, <laughs> sorry, your stat sheet again. No, I, no, it's, to... it's all good. It's all good. Um, so, this, this album actually sold over 2.4 million copies in its first week, which is the re which was the record for um, it was the first album to sell over two million in its first week, and it held the record for 15 years until Adele broke it in 2015. And I left a space there because I was going to look up what album that was, and I forgot. <laughs> so, What's it was Adele's first album, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't really know. A whole lot about Adele's like what album came out in 2015 by Adele? Is it I can't 25? 21. 25. Says 25. Oh, 25. Well, that's because Adele's an amazing artist, and that's cool. Sure. But also, 
I read this whole article about how this was the last album to do so well monetarily because people were downloading music like Mad Men around yeah. that time. <laughs> yeah. Like no one's like, no one's going to buy a full album. And honestly, I didn't buy this full album and I completely see why I downloaded the few tracks that I knew back in the day. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. So uh, just to go to continue to go along with that, uh, Backstreet Boys Millennium um, did held the record for most um, in the first week, which that album came out in 1999 was actually the highest selling album of the 1990s. It had 1.8 something million. Um, so this was like monumental for that respect to it's their, uh, you know, they're like, Hey, we're not just that, like those guys that are like Backstreet Boys, but not as good. We're like, look at us. So, um, it debuted at number one on the, the 200 album list. It held the top spot for eight consecutive weeks. It was certified platinum on April 19th, 2000. It's 11 times platinum by now. Damn. It's the highest selling album of 2000. Um, but yeah, like you said, the digital thing, uh, I, I wrote a little bit of right place at the right time. Um, because of the delay, J Jive actually shipped way more albums than normal, which allowed for record stores to have, like normally stores wouldn't have enough albums for an album to sell this much in its first week. Yeah. But because there was a stockpile, there was more stock. People were able to actually buy that much. And then the other thing is that there, I read this article um, about them breaking the record. And it said that there were like many reports of diehard in sync fans buying like multiple, multiple copies in an, in an effort to try to break Backstreet Boys record, which is hilarious. To <laughs> me too. So, I mean, the fandom back then was intense. Oh yeah. It oh, wasn't. Yeah. Have we seen anything like that since like to that level of, teenage boys and girls just going nuts over one band to, like, from this point on. I'm not talking about like the Beatles or, you know, yeah, no, I, I want to, I, I would say maybe the, um, is the, you know, is the pop punk punk derivative boom of the mid two thousands is terrible, yeah, but, but I don't, eh, like, but no one, no one ever got to that level because that's not, a broad enough. I feel like pop music hits more people than even pop punk at its highest. Well, the, the I think the thing that's different is that this landscape, the the teen pop landscape of the late, the mid to late nineties, was like five or six acts. Whereas like pop punk exploded, but there were so many bands that people were able to like spread that love and that money out. Yep. Um, and I, it, I, it wasn't the same cultural uh, zeitgeist that this was. I mean, this was like everywhere. You know. I mean, like we we like you said, Adele broke the record, but Adele fans are not <laughs> anything like what the InSync fans were of that no, time. No, no, no. Like they're Adele's writing really meaningful, amazing music, like personal, like personal stuff. So where her fans aren't like screaming, you know, I don't know. It's not the same. <laughs> it, it's it's hard, you know. Music and the ability to get your music out is so much more like available and just the the music market is diluted in yeah. a way that it wasn't then. I don't know that you'll ever you'll ever see bands, groups, solo artists like start up 
now and become maybe Bieber. You know what? Maybe well, you, Bieber. You do get some close calls like One Direction, I'm sure, at one point during their height was almost there. Or the Jonas Brothers was also pretty intense for a while there. I'm just trying to think of like because we were right in the middle of this. We were like, even if you weren't, even if you weren't a fan of this kind of music, if you were the age of the people that were the fans of this kind of music, like we are, we were, you, you were seeing it right in the middle of it. Whereas now I'm like, you hear about one direction stuff or Bieber stuff or, or whoever. And it's like, we're kind of out of that realm. So yeah, it's hard to know the real, you know, I, I look at like perfect example, Lollapalooza. I looked at the lineup. I know I most of the headliners I've heard of, but don't know their music. There's yeah. several that I do know their music. And then I, so I, I actually, I was curious cause I was looking through all of the, the mid and low, like the bands and there's like a hundred bands on the flyer. I had heard of like four of them. Oh, I mean, heard of like one also, of them was Michigander who uh, Carly from Lipstick Jody told us about, which I still haven't actually listened to. I love Michigander. But, yeah, but I've heard good things on there. You know, um, we also lived in the TRL generation. That's true. Which totally different. Publicized. Time. Like we got to watch people freak out on TV, which caused more freaking out and everyone like jumping on this bandwagon of it's okay to completely engulf yourself in these bands in this generation. Fan is short for fanatic. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's the stat sheet. Um, yeah. We kind of delved into a little bit. I was, um, I was a fan of popular music at this time. So I like my main, um, I hadn't like branched out on my own. I'd branched out on my own, but my, the branch out was like, what's on MTV. Um, so I was into um, pop music much to the, much to my detriment sometimes because I was sometimes like one of the only like guys that was really into this kind of stuff. But I also, I've like sang my whole life. So like, you know, I'm, if you like to sing, you're not like listening to corn to like, practice that skill right like you can sing corn not the kind of singing i'm (laughs) yeah um so but that's the thing is is i would i would like have millennium but then i would also have like chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water like right next to it in my like little cd flip book and then like dr dre's the chronic 2001 like i i was like listening to everything that was pop you you didn't put them in you didn't put them well, in no, they were in order. order. I was just okay. pulling some. Yeah, no, they were totally in order. Relax. So I had all those um, too. But yeah, no, I, but I, yeah, like I said, I am more of a Backstreet Boys fan. And I'll save one of the reasons um, for that, I will save till later because uh, it's, it's interesting. So, um, and then, uh, but I did, I do like NSYNC and their hits. I, I continued liking Justin Timberlake solo stuff after, you know, he went on JC had one album that didn't do very well. The lead single was like, I feel like it was a really weird choice. Um, and I would totally go if, uh, to the concert, if the guys in NSYNC ever convinced Justin to throw them a bone and do a, a, a tour. Yeah. I don't know that it'll ever happen. I mean, the his video Vanguard and let them say like two things and then <laughs> like here you like guys he's... wanted it. And they came out and like, went, ooh, like, and then they <laughs> went right back off the stage. I was like, come on. 
So. I feel like he's not doing too hot lately. He hasn't put anything amazing that's out. A, that's what we need. We need a little bit of career decline for him. So then he needs to reach into that nostalgia bank and pull these guys out. He got and, really, real popular with Future Sex Love Songs or whatever. Is that the name of that album? Yeah, the, the one with Sexy, sexy back. back. I mean, his album before that was pretty good too. But Justified? Yeah. Yep. That's the one that came out when he was still in in sync but was like taking a break he's like no i'm gonna make another in sync album and then he's like just kidding i want to make my own money <laughs> so yeah i don't really have a history with this other than like i said i napstered up a bunch of pop songs and a bunch of them were in sync i didn't go on a craze or anything but you know i liked pop songs i've always liked pop music yeah i was still buying the albums, so i had the albums i can say i never bought and then sync album. And I, I actually considered getting this on vinyl before we decided to do this. I'm glad I didn't. Are now, they was, on vinyl? They are, but they're only picture disc. And I hate picture disc vinyl. Yuck. It's, Yuck. You know, same with Yuck. Millennium, only on picture disc. I might get that one. I, I would love it. And like all Britney Spears stuff, not all, but a lot of it is on picture disc. Controversial opinion. Never was really a fan of Britney Spears. Um, I I'm a fan of Britney Spears being happy, healthy, and mentally sound, and not being like taken advantage of as a person. Yeah. Um, but I just I was never really a big fan of her. Toxic is a fucking banger, though. I will say that Toxic, she has a lot of bangers. And free Britney. Um, yeah. <laughs> free Britney. Um. Let's get into this. Oh, hey, oh. one more fun anecdote. Okay. I, you've probably heard this story, but um, that listeners haven't, unless I've already told. Maybe. Oh, actually, you know, I probably, I think I told this on the West episode, but still, gonna tell it because just in case. Um. So a couple years ago, I was at the Arnold Sport and Fitness Expo in Columbus, Ohio, with Tabitha, and um, Half Thor Bjornson was advertised to be coming to this stage. Uh, Half Thor Bjornsson is the guy that plays the mountain on Game of Thrones. He also holds like powerlifting records, so that's why he's there. And I was like, "Oh, that'd be cool to meet him or to see him up close because he's a huge human being." And um, so they said, "Oh, they're going to be on. He's going to. We like found out the intel. He was going to be on this stage, and it's like just this like tiny little stage, only like um, like kind of like some risers that are like up to like you know, not even up to your waist. Like it's not a not a like." You could you could bum rush the stage. You can't stage dive off the stage is what I'm trying to. And there's just like maybe like 25, 50 chairs set up in front of the stage. And so we're sitting there and there's this like Miss Arnold uh, teen pageant going on. And Wait, I like what? to play Miss Arnold. Yeah, because it's the Arnold Sport and Fitness Expo. Okay. Yeah, I don't That's know. Weird name. Arnold. Uh, yeah. Named after who you think it's named after. And he's there. Um and uh, so, um, and it was literally just like the stage and like some curtaining behind it, like, and that that's it. So, um, I, but I like to play this game with Tab where um, if I see someone who looks vaguely like a famous, famous person, like I'll say, like I see a, a guy that's bald and has a goatee and I'll be like, hey, look, Tab, there's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then it's not. And we laugh. I, I don't know why I do it. It makes me laugh every time, though. Um, and, uh, so we're watching and there's like a male host and a female host. And I said, Hey, look, Tab, there's Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. 
then I'm, looking at, this, then I'm looking at this fucking guy. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think that is Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. And so then we're sitting there like looking at his social media, trying to like find out it. And I couldn't find anything on his Twitter, but then I found that like, okay, he had hosted this before. Yeah. So it's gotta be him because it's a guy that looks like him and he's hosted it before. And then like, right after we came to that realization, we we're talking about it. She goes, the other host is like, <laughs> isn't that right, Chris? And I was like, boom, it's him. So then we <laughs> saw where like the women, the Miss teen ladies were like, uh, going on and off. So we were like, okay, so when he leaves the stage, I bet you if we stood over there, we could get like, we could bum rush him and get a photograph. And so we did exactly that. Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. We met him. Um, super nice. And he was, I feel like he was just like surprised that anyone was like, wanted to have a picture with him. So, um, that was cool. yeah, it was, it was, a, it was nice. And, uh, actually have a lot of respect for Chris because he, uh, any of those like super high notes that you hear in an NSYNC song, that's him. He's the, the his, uh, high vocal range is like wild. But anyway, actually, that's one of my notes for, I mean, my, whatever. But when I was listening to the acapella, I went through and tried to find everyone. And I realized that Chris was the falsetto or whatever. Yeah. Like that's super high. I was like, wow. Yeah. In, uh, they do acapella of uh, Oh Holy Night on their Christmas album. Oh, boy. And he has this part. And it's like wild. Like it's so high. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get in this motherfucker. Track by track. All right, start out with the the whole shebang here. Track number one, Bye Bye Bye. This was my first time hearing this song, and no, this was, I mean, it's, I didn't write anything for the first two tracks, really, because what can you say there? Bye 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 is, like, arguably their favorite, their most, I don't know if it's actually, like, their highest selling song, but I would, I, I think it'd be hard to prove that they have a song that's, like, more famous i agree with you i mean might as well talk about them together but i think it's going to be me as a better pop song bye bye is fun bye 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 is your dance club you're doing the dancing and you know everyone knows the the stomp on the ground and saying bye 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 yeah it's a good song it was a fun video it um so apparently it was influenced by Destiny's Child night Destiny's Child's 1998 song Bills Bills Bills. Oh, love that really. So and that's a that's a thing that is like apparent on this whole album is that they're they're trying to like kind of R&B up their sound. They're trying to um, R&B copy everybody, which we'll get yeah. into a few songs like that. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, that song worked. Let's make our own version of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it it uh it was a commercial success. It peaked at number four on the Hot 100. That's it. it? Was, yeah, I know, right? Uh, and it it actually had a Grammy nod for Record of the Year, but it lost to Beautiful Day by U2. Ew, boo, U2. <laughs> I hate U2. <laughs> I know you do. So. It's a beautiful day. And I remember that video. I like I I can I can wrap my head around people liking 80s some 80s U2. Oh yeah, Joshua Tree was a pretty good album. But Mm -hmm. I think 
Actually, I think the bigger Bono got, the more I hated them. And I just yeah. like, oh yeah, his head just grew as his glasses grew, and and his hat, and his hat. He left his hat somewhere, and he, so he flew it to him in a private jet, just the hat. It is weird though, because I feel like U two was growing, and Bono was becoming this like huge like I'm. He never said he was like Jesus, but you know, like this creature of faith. Or I don't know. And then they just kind of disappeared. Well, they got to that level level of fame where they don't even have to put anything new out. They can just tour on the hits and sell out stadiums because they're U2. I guess. I don't know you a know? lot of people anymore. that I don't know anyone, actually, that's like, oh, I would go see fucking U2 right away. Well, that's because even at their peak, they were, it was like, oh, nosebleed's $200, sir. Like, <laughs> Ooh. But think about, like, you know, it's like a... I'm trying to think like the I think the best example of that is like Kiss. Kiss has been touring on the same hits for I mean, I know t- Kiss has like continued to put out music uh, really regularly until like the early 90s. But I mean, for most of our lifetime, they've been just touring on the especially like mid 90s to when they like re- reunited with the original members to now they've just been touring on the same stuff. Yeah. And people go and and they sell out arenas because it's Kiss. It's the same kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I, uh, wow, why are we, oh, I was like, why are we talking about you two? Um, yeah, so. Because um, they got, they got beat for yeah, agreeing yeah, by yeah, you two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say, oh, I, that's what I was like. I had one more thing to say about you two, but I, I just, I, it is worth putting out there that like Bono has done a lot of good, like philanthropic work especially in africa it's worth putting so he's like he's not a he might not be a net negative you know and actually i've never seen him say anything douchey or mean he just gives up he has an aura (laughs) yep he has an aura chris kirkpatrick don't oh no not chris caraba (laughs) hey maybe chris Chris patrick Patrick yeah yeah he remembers you let's just add a different famous chris every time okay So, so yeah Bye bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. On to the next Bills. song. It's gonna be me. It's gonna be a meme. This yeah, I know it's a meme. Uh this is still one of the best pop songs of all time. Of all time. I didn't say it was the best. I said boy, it's one. Boy, maybe can we say boy band song? No, pop. I think if you put fifty pop, not pop rock or anything like that, but like pop songs. So you I mean think like, like you the mean top like fifty? Pop. So you're not like you're not okay, like yeah. you're pop. not including like Michael Jackson and Elton John and stuff like that because that's no. technically pop too. You know? yeah, that's true. I guess teen pop. Yeah. Well, in that case, it'd be in the top twenty. It's it's, a, it's catchy. I'm listening to it right now. Ah, uh, it's a bop. It's a jam. Is that what the kids say these days? It's they don't it's say good. jam. I don't. I think that's what we used to say. They say is bop. it a bop. They, they, they bop. say the song slaps. The song slaps. Supposedly. Actually, it's the, the kids that I'm talking about are all almost 30, so I don't actually know what the real kids say. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, I don't have anything else to say about this song. I was listening to them, and I'm like, what am I going to say about these songs? And then we got to the next song, and I was like, oh, I've got a lot to say. <laughs> um, so actually, it's going to be me debuted at number 42 in the Hot 100, where it eventually peaked at number one for two consecutive weeks. Yeah. And it was the- it was the only NSYNC song to peak at number one. I don't know if that sentence means this album or altogether. 
altogether mm. seems wild because they've had some other hits, you know. But I still maybe. think it's probably the best in sync song. I'll say that. I'll say that. Maybe. I'm also not a giant NSYNC fan. But out of NSYNC, this is one of my this is my favorite NSYNC song. It's funny to me, bye 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 in this song's like um like I don't know, like the the feel is so similar though. Like I know they're different, but like they don't really go right into each other, but they kind of feel like it. Like if you're not really paying attention, you don't immediately re realize you're in a different song. <laughs> I will say the big difference though, in my opinion is bye, bye, bye lyrically. Not much going on there. I mean, there's some, but like, it's going to be me. I feel like the vocal range is shown more by each member. Yeah. And there's more lyrics. I just think it's a better written song. Okay, okay, okay. Let's move Number on. Number three, Space Cowboy, Yippee Yay Yay, featuring Lisa Left Eye Lopez from TLC. Boy, howdy. I wonder how this one didn't become a single. Um, the only thing this song has going <laughs> for it is Lisa Left Eye Lopez. And I will be honest with you, I've owned this album. I owned this album back at the time, and I was a monstrous TLC fan. And I probably realized it at the time, but in my post NSYNC really mattering to me uh, phase of life, I don't know if I listened to this song long enough into it to remember that Lisa Left Eye Lopez was even on the song. Like I literally was driving. Um, it was like the day, whatever day we decided to do this, I was driving and I put it on and got to this song. It was playing. I was like, this song is terrible and I want to change it, but I need to listen to the whole thing just in case <laughs> something's cool at the end that I can say all oh, that cool thing at the end. And then I hear immediately recognizable left eyes voice. And I was like, what the in the blue fuck is going on? How did I not remember that left eye was on this song? Um, this was it's... in the like TLC wasn't really doing a whole lot. And she was like guesting. She was on a she did a she had a number one hit uh, with um, on Sporty Spice's solo album the year really? before this. Yeah. I want to say that this is the most talented 20 minutes or 20 seconds of the whole album. Because one, she has writing credit, so she wrote her part. Oh, yeah. She's a writer. Part, she's writing her stuff. And it's fire. It's great. It's stuck in the middle of this terrible song that's a ripoff of Wild Wild West by Will Smith. Like the chorus is exactly the same setup as the Wiki Wiki Wow West, Jim West, Desperado. Um, uh, this song is so fucking bad. You know, it you know, and it made me sad when I was listening to it because I was like, oh, we never got the Left Eye solo album that we should have got. Cause, and who knows how good it would have been. It would have probably been awesome. It probably would have been. I don't know if you've ever heard any like <laughs> old TLC. So TLC's first album. It, um, she had a lot more rapping on the first album, and then they kind of like it's it it's very much like ska bands kind of slowly phasing out their horns as we got later and later into the nineties. It's kind of the same thing with TLC. Like, oh, they phased out. She the rapped rap. a shit ton in nineteen ninety two, and then by Crazy Sexy Cool, there was less rap, and then by Fan Mail, there was less. You know, so. even less rap. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, I so, want to go back and listen to that then. I don't think I've ever that heard first that. DLC album is a product of its time, but it's good. So that's all I've got on Space Cowboy. Stupid ass name, stupid concept. And it's got was this, Left Eye Lopez. Around the time that that movie Space Cowboys came out? Was it up? Did they put it on? Was it part of the soundtrack or something? Ooh, 2000 film. Oh, shit. Uh. Um, I, uh, so I don't know. <laughs> Looking at who's in the movie, I'm thinking that this was not on there. It's uh, Isn't that a bunch of old men? Like, yeah, Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee yeah. Jones. like. <laughs> <laughs> Space Cowboy by NSYNC was the title song. It did come out like around the same time, though. That's funny. Same year. Yippee, yee, yay. Yeah, yay. God, this song. Like, this is right after their two singles. Can you imagine wow. how disappointed wow. people were that were like, oh my God, I just got Instinct's album. They put it on, they jammed the first two, and then this comes on? Like, what the fuck? I'm listening to it. It's winning me over. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm it's, not seeing. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything on the uh, old Wikipedia here about NSYNC being on this soundtrack or a soundtrack at all. The only uh, the only thing it says the film ends with Frank Sinatra's song "Fly Me to the Moon," zooming in on the surface of the moon. Of course, it does. That's a way better song than this song. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they were like NSYNC's hot. Why don't you guys write a song for this movie? And then they heard it like, never mind. We're gonna go with "Fly Me to the Moon." <laughs> Woof. All right, let's move on. Next song, number four, just got paid. Have you this, heard Johnny Kemp's version? You know what? I no, I haven't. It's good. It's good because it's his version that he wrote, and it's it's still kind of silly, but are you looking it up? Are you listening to this version? Well, no, this version is playing in my ear, but. Oh, God. So while you look that up, this is a stinker again. Another stinker. A real bad one. Get money, money, money. Get money, money, money. Uh, no. Johnny Kemp. Let's see here. Oh, they like just straight ripped the yeah. song off. Yeah. No, Yay. it's a. It's a he got writing credits because they just covered it. Well, no, I know it's a cover, but like even the even like the back backbeat is the same. Like the music's the same. Can you pull it up? This song, not Johnny Kemp's, like the NSYNC version, to play on the podcast for a second because I want to show you one part of it that made yeah. me want to not do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull it up and then go to the three minute mark. Ooh, he like knows exactly where he wants to think. Oh, I wrote down notes, buddy. I wrote, what the fuck? Three minute mark. Josh, pull it up. <laughs> Give me one second. I call yeah. this the Santa Claus breakdown. Say ho. Say ho. Ho. Okay. <laughs> it goes on way too long. Say how. What the hell? Say how, how, how. 
say how how <laughs> i'm like what is that who wrote that come on oh that's say not in the original no say how 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 i think that was just in terms of like just really breaking it down for christmas say how 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 now give me some cookies and milk he didn't say that part but yeah i wrote this song sounds like it belongs in the 80s but in the worst way yeah well it does because the original song yeah, by Johnny 1988 yep platinum certified million selling 1988 single by Bahamanian R&B singer songwriter Johnny Kemp. When he sings it, it sounds fine, and it sounds like it's from that time. And it's well, weird. it's because it's a late '80s New Jack Swing song. It makes yeah. sense that it's. But totally, them doing it yeah. sounds terrible. You know, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it. I don't you like you broke your elbow. No, um, that's a little Vine reference for all the listeners. Um, I. In sync in 2000 doesn't need to be making fake New Jack Swing songs. The only person that needs to be doing that is Bruno Mars. He did that with those that on his last album, and they're great. I'm trying yep. to think of the names of them, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, I I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And he just continues to prove me right. But Bruno Mars just needs to make continue to make music that's not from the time that we're existing in. Make new, make late eighties New Jack Swing songs. Make seventies soul songs with Anderson Park. You know. Yeah. Oh, I can't it's, wait for that. It's so good. It's all so good. Like, Tab didn't know the album wasn't out yet. I was like, Oh, you're not listening to the podcast. I see because we talked about it for like twenty minutes one day. <laughs> when it comes out, we will definitely let everyone. She's, know she doesn't listen because I don't like all her TikToks. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I, I like TikTok. most of her TikToks. You like all my TikToks, Josh. <laughs> she doesn't right, listen. She don't hear it. Let's move on. All right. You know what this album does? It makes me ill. <laughs> Track five. Track five. It makes me ill. You want my opinion? Yeah. Good. Were you, you hanging with the fellas? This song is fantastic. This song gives me Destiny Child's vibes. And I wonder why. Because Candy and Kevin Shakespeare Briggs who writes for Destiny's Child wrote this song. I think it's kind of a fun R&B like banger. I don't think it's I mean obviously NSYNC should be doing this, but I think of this album, this is one of the songs I like on it. See, I mean I guess it's not a bad song, but I just don't like It literally sounds like a Destiny's Child song. Ex- a hundred percent and that makes me not like it like it could have if if they weren't singing it this would have been an, a destiny child like song just everything the way they sing it. about it yeah i think it even sounds like a popular yeah it doesn't actually sound like that but it yeah Oof. yeah but after space cowboys and just got paid this was a refreshing song sure Sure, this is not one of my least favorite, but I just I also was never a big Destiny's Child fan. Sorry, Bayhive. <gasps> um th- there was a shift in the way that R and B sound sounded from like the mid nineties to the late nineties. It wasn't even just des- anything Destiny's Child did. It's just whatever changed between like when Boys to Men Mariah Carey and TLC were on top to when Destiny's Child and 
whoever else were on Brandy. top. No, Brandy would have been the first the first era. I thought oh, Brandy yeah. was popular when Destiny's Child was popular. Well, she might have been still popular, but I mean, like the boy is mine with Monica. That was like mid nineties, not late nineties. Okay. So um, that kind of stuff. There's there's just a change in the the kind of beats they made and the the way they sampled stuff that you know I don't like this like sounds like it's on a keyboard thing that well I mean look at the producers and writers they're still the same Swedish guys yeah that were working with all the other pop bands at the time I think they did better work with the R and B groups though than they did with the pop groups but I mean not see all but I I don't I don't think that. Like Backstreet Boys has much of as much of this like, as I say, the in sync beat. Like the yeah. sounds like we made it on a keyboard and didn't put a lot of, like, I, I don't know. I just doesn't do it for me. All right, next next track. Uh, this I <laughs> promise you. This is a good song. This is a good ballad. This I promise you. Track seven. Track six. I'm jumping ahead. Reach number five on the Hot 100, written by Richard Marks. Mm -hmm. Do you know Richard Marks? Didn't we talk about him earlier? No, that's Max Martin. Oh, no. Who's Richard Marks? Richard Marks is wherever I go, whatever I'll do. You this know, I I'll be right you. there waiting for you. Oh. No, that's this, this, I, no, this <laughs> is that song. <laughs> this, no, um, this is a good song. This song's fine. It's fucking cheesy as hell, and it works great for weddings and proms. That's what it's for, man. I know, but when you're I not at weddings and proms, when do you listen to the song? <laughs> but you need, but you need the songs for weddings and proms. I know. I mean, I don't hate the song, but it's not one I'll ever like just throw on. This, I promise you. It reminds oh, me yeah, of high sure. school dances, standing like five feet apart, and my Hands fingertips on, on their side. This I promise you. Tab and I still dance, slow dance like that because she's, you know, not the greatest dancer. But oh, oh, oh shots fired. Really doesn't know. listen to this. I'll, say it, with, I'll say it with her in the room. It's fine. We always <laughs> feel like middle schoolers. It's funny. And I actually have a very distinct memory of dancing at I think Mike and Shelby's wedding, friends of the shows, double friends of the show, um, to this song singing it to her while we were dancing because i'm smooth like that and um she cried she's like i'd never heard this song before and i was like get the fuck out of here what um so oh. yeah wow i mean this is fine it's this fine. i promise you it's no makes me ill that's for sure yeah makes me it makes me ill <laughs> all right number Seven, no strings attached. This one's all right. Title track, a little bit of a jammy jam. Not amazing, but JC, writing credit. Whenever JC's on a song, I like writing credit. I'm like, all right, that makes this song an actual NSYNC song. <laughs> if one person is actually writing on it. Uh, I, that whole like, bounce, 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 bounce. Bam, 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 bam. At the beginning, it's like, oh, there's the NSYNC band again. There I want to, I want you to focus because you're listening to it right now, right? Yeah. So it's got that funk R&B beats through the verses. But then when it gets to the chorus, it's like an industrial hook. You know what I mean? It's like they started playing Mortal Kombat right at the... <laughs> 
No, you don't think so? Well, I'm still at the like pre-chorus part. Oh. I I can see I see what you're saying. Isn't it like 90s video game like dun 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 Well, no, that's the thing at the beginning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, well, yeah, it's like almost industrial-ish like video game music. <laughs> They're so edgy. So, I will so, so I said the beat's pretty dated, but I I do like the take it from me like i like that but it's funny they do the like the michael jackson they, they like one of them goes ah, like after they like, <laughs> like what are you doing but yeah it's all right it's an okay song yeah take it from me yeah 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 <laughs> jamona oh I'm going to keep making Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, so Let's that? move on. All right. Um, bah, bah, bah. Did I? Oh, okay. Oh, I deleted the song title on my notes for the next. It's digital <laughs> get digital... down track. Oh eight. man. What a Talk song. About a dated song. What a song. No, th- you know, this song is dated, but not in the way that you think. Yeah, I know. This song is ahead of its time. Yeah, I know. Oh, actually this. So it because. Says... Go ahead. They're talking about cyber sex and phone sex kind of thing, but like they didn't have the kind of technology back then. <laughs> like, what was that's, this? See, that's the same, same thing or I a- said. AIM? Yeah, I'm like, okay, so this is written in 1999, right? So people have personal computers, people have internet at home, but the webcams that they had then, people are on dial-up. Like, at that time, I'm still like, you're like still like waiting for pictures to load. I you wrote know, like American Online wasn't compatible with digitally getting down. And then I said, Oh shit, they added the American Online noise. Yeah. The modem they added at the end of the song. <laughs> Yeah. Because um, I didn't expect that to actually be in it. It's kind of funny. Like this song is funny in the retrospective of what it was. Well, it was I thought it was funny back then. I was just like, what the hell is <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this song is also like very R-rated compared to like everything else they've ever released before and after. Well, there's no um, strings attached. They can do whatever that's they want. True. Josh. Um you know the kind of message I like to get back to. Another but, JC album or jam cuz he had writing credits. Of course he did, pervert. <laughs> he, my favorite um, that my was favorite the thing part, is I oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you, you. I was just gonna say his that you know I said like he had a he had a s- solo single that was like not great, like it was awkward, and I think it like that's literally because it was like cringy. Yeah, that his 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 lead single was "Some Girls Dance with Women." <laughs> okay, but it was like the that like I think it was I like that fantasy where like. You know what I mean? Like late nineties, like guys like, oh, two girls, man. Yeah. I like my favorite part of this song is he's talking about, you know, digital get down, cyber sex, whatever. But at one point he's like, Girl, or if I'm not home, you can leave a message. You know what I like. Like, are you voicemail? You you want me to send send you a sexy voicemail? So on your answering machine, because remember, this is the two thousands. So if I'm not home. Leave me a sexy voicemail or, you know, on my answering machine. Maybe my parents will hear it, but <laughs> I just think that's really funny. If I'm not home, you know what I like. 
You know, Danny, because of because of COVID and because of our distance, we can't get together to record this podcast naturally, but we can get together on the digital screen. <laughs> We're having our own little platonic digital get down right now, everybody. I can't wait to actually get together with you and do this podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> See how the song's it, hilarious. It's yeah, it's uh the comedic value never dies on this song. And <laughs> I, I it's so cringy, cringy at the same time. And um, it's topical right now because I just I'm I'm obsessed with Joe or Bo Burnham's like comedy special he just released and he has a song about cyber sex. So like I just heard that, but that one's about like during lockdown, like using yeah. emojis. So well, that's yeah. the that's the thing is now with like you know online sex work and people sending dick pics and all like that. This song is actually like relevant now whereas like when it was written it's like what are you what are you doing like weird pixelated like you can't really see with the camera weirdness i don't know i don't even but, feel like in 2000 web cameras were like used in that way at all like i remember aim and like i said like you said downloading pictures that took forever msn messenger yeah hotmail MSN. This was before MySpace. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was. We didn't know Tom yet. Nope, he wasn't our friend. All right, let's move on. Let's bring the noise. Uh, what an utterly unforgettable or utterly forgettable song. I wrote, if you look up filler song in the dictionary, this is pretty much it. <laughs> like, yep, this is garbage. This is unproduced pop song or... It overproduced pop Generic song. Pop song number one. That repetitive drum line used was used in like every 90s crap pop song. Like song that never made it big. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad song. They did not bring the noise. Well, you know, when I heard this song, that's when I thought that's when I'll stop loving and sync. That's track 10. That's when I'll stop loving you. <laughs> nice transition. I'm, yeah. You know, pretty good at this podcast hosting deal. <laughs> this, this song has offended me. It assumes I will love everything sung like Luther Vandross. It hopes I won't notice the cheap Casio drum loop used throughout the entire song. The very soft flamenco guitar that is swept as far back as possible. You think... I wrote a lot of notes for this one. <laughs> you think that if you softly sing about an apocalypse being the only thing stopping love, that'll jump on board? It's garbage. Oh no, such an intense guitar solo towards the end. Those are my notes. <laughs> I, I wrote basically the same thing. <laughs> I said, feels like a boys to men are all for one ballad. But really... Not even boys to men. Not even more like all for one. The funny part is, this is the song I keep thinking about more. And more because it's like, like talking about the world ending and that's not going to stop or that's when I'll stop loving you is when I'm dead, when the world's on fire. Like, it's a weird song. I mean, some people want to draw the line. They want to they want you to know what the limits are, you know, so. But it's like a slow jam. This isn't a slow jam. You're giving it too much soul. It's not a slow jam. Oh, yeah, that's jam. true. Sorry. 
I mean, this is their interpretation, interpretation of a slowdown. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good, but it's one I keep thinking about. So maybe it's better than I'm giving it's, it credit for. It's better. Okay, so here it's better than bring in the noise. Yo, that's true. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Might be better than just got paid too. Yes. Because at least it's an original song. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. I'll be good for you. Number 11. Is this gaslighting? Like, just tell her you'll be good for her a few more times and she'll eventually agree. Okay. So in this genre, there are so many songs like this that are like, Hey, forget about that other guy. Give me a chance. I'll really like boys are like Backstreet boys have a couple of them too. I can love you more than that immediately comes to mind. I, I mean, there's a bunch of songs like that that are like, forgive me for what I've done. I'm thinking more like, I don't know, Drake or Usher when it comes to that. But there's not as well. Usher has follows a very similar formula in that way that most of his songs are about him being like not good. <laughs> uh, that's uh, they I've noticed that in teen pop, these boy bands most of this like they don't sound like they're actually real good boyfriends no they're either like creepily trying to win your attention or they're apologizing for something bad that they've done the funky like baseline in the back either reminds me of like a dollar store shaft like song or rainbow road from like Mario Kart on Super Nintendo. Like, I don't know. It's not good. You know what I mean? Well, the, the vocal melody it on the chorus sounds so familiar. And I can't, but I couldn't place it. I was trying so hard to, like, what does, what does this kind of sound like? This is, so on this album, on Spotify... This is the least played song. Oh yeah, it is. I see that now. Yeah. It's because it's bad. It's Even less really than bring into noise. People love bring into noise. I think this is a better song. I think bring into noise is the worst song on this album. Ooh. Do you see the fourth highest? Fourth highest or fourth? Fourth highest played. That's right. It makes me ill. My jam. <laughs> by 2000 over just got paid yeah <laughs> space cowboy has way more listens than i thought it it's was. lisa it's our girl lisa yeah R. R. pour one out too soon um yeah, yeah. this is also I, like this I kind don't of mind song for us on this one yeah this is you know how like emo guys back in the well i mean probably still now are like what do you have in your hand Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, we'll have to cut that out. I'm leaving it in. Okay. Um, so you guys know Josh had a cock ring in his hand. It's a, it's a, yeah. <laughs> hey, hang on, yeah. But no, this is the she only wants to be friends of the emo or nice guys finish last. This is like the pop version. I don't know. I just feel like There's it's a very. Lot of Let's move on to track 12. I thought she knew. I like this song. I like and it too. Acapella. 
acapella acapella when it's not like one of those acapella bands trying to make all the so the acapella bands where they're trying to make all the instrument sounds sometimes yeah. great at me because i'm like uh theater kids um <laughs> i i know and love a lot of theater kids I'm just yeah, kidding, but um you know what i mean you guys know what i mean um but this is just like a you know like a five-part harmony which this is and i like you're like flexing that muscle like hey we can really sing just if yep. you forgot if you didn't notice um you know here we go this is and it's yeah it's good i uh, wish the this, like five crap filler songs on this album would have been just acapella songs because they really do shine on acapella yep so do you know what's different besides the lack of crappy casio backtracks what else is different about this song i don't know should i know it's the only song on the album that has solo parts lead uh -huh. parts for anyone besides justin and jc joy fatone and chris kirkpatrick both have us their own verse and so this is the first time in my memory that I remember hearing Joey Fatone's voice by itself. And I'm like, I'm, I'm hearing it right now. It's really good. Why, why does he not have more solo parts in? Is it because he wasn't parts? attractive in a general sense? Cause he wasn't JC or he wasn't Justin. Like they were the sexy boys, right? Is that what they, the sexy boys? Well, that's, that's rude. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying what sells. All right, sex sells. JC sells. <laughs> they let they let Chris have a uh, a solo verse, a lead verse on uh, "Thinking of You." I drive myself crazy, which was a single off the first album. He's like in the padded cell in the music video singing, and he's got like the dreads and the, <laughs> the goggles because he was like the the bad boy, quote unquote, of the group. Even though they didn't, I love the bad boy. Have as much. I feel like individual personality after Justin, but they did. I feel like they did pretty good at having individual. What a, like, I also didn't know until listening to this, that Lance was so deep. Yeah. Lance is the, is the base, which did is not know that did not his last name. So, um, Lance Bass, <laughs> um, yeah, he is the base and, uh, can you imagine though, like being in a group and two motherfuckers are cogging all of the solo parts? Like, I mean, they're making and, money, right? That's sure. But like, even in this, so, and this is, oh, this is the thing I was going to say for later. Backstreet Boys does a much better job splitting the workload between the whole group. You, I think on most songs, you still have like, brian nick as your your two but then you have aj doing all the like aj fills the same spot that sporty spice fills in the spice girls where he's doing all the like really flourishy shit that's like halfway in the background but not completely and he also has a lot of soul stuff too but even them they like howie and kevin both have kevin has the least amount but he's also the base so that kind of makes sense but like they still have verses on uh, like a couple songs here or there in on their albums whereas like we literally went a whole album without 
anybody but two guys. Yeah. It's just wild. Favorite Backstreet Boys song? Huh? What's your favorite Backstreet Boys song? Oh, that's hard. It's a hard question. Need time to think. I still <laughs> listen to Backstreet Boys after it wasn't popular anymore. Like when they I mean, like took too. a little bit of a hi- hiatus and came back out with stuff in, when we were in college. Um, with like Kevin not in the group anymore. Save it for next week. I'll let everyone know next week what my favorite Backstreet Boys song is. I didn't realize that Black and Blue came out in 2000 also. Yeah. And The Call is one of my favorite Backstreet Boys songs of all time. Shave My Heart's dope. Like, this is a yeah. great album. No, How Black did this Blue. not do better? I love The Call. I don't know. Something about that music video and that song. I just like, love the feel of that whole song. I don't want to get too into much Backstreet Boys because we do that later. I mean, we can. But uh, final thoughts on the album? Yeah. Should we do that? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Should we rate it? Have we been rating albums lately? We have. I said good, but over, way overhyped. Not that much memorable outside the singles. Their attempt at using other styles in their music doesn't hit the mark. And wild that no one had any lead vocals on the album except one song. <laughs> Did you give it a number? Six. Uh, there were the few three songs I knew. There were like three songs I didn't know that I ended up liking. Overall, it's a shit record. I'll never listen to it again. I'm giving it a three. I know. I know. And it's because of those three songs I didn't know. I gave it a three. <laughs> they don't get any credit for the songs you already knew? Nah, they're burnt out. Like, <laughs> I I agree with you that actually I like Backstreet Boys more because I would prefer to go back to a Backstreet Boys album. We will. Don't worry. Okay. Also, I'll give it a four. a four. Also, don't come at me with what about 98 Degrees? No one gives a shit about 98 Degrees, people. Uh, Nicholas Shea was a huge influence in my life. I'm Not sorry right. to I'm hear just that. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I only know Nicholas Shea, so I don't know. Feel bad. Does I anyone think, else know anyone else from 98 Degrees? I think there was... Was there three of them? There's four, I thought. Okay. But so did they all have the them, tattoo? Maybe it's at nine, eight degrees. Wow. It's possible. I think there was at least one other Lachey. Oh, that's right. I think there was, they were brothers. At least there was at least Nick and one other guy. I'm looking it up now. Cause now I'm curious. I do. I do like uh new kids, even though they were a little bit before my time. Um, and new kids are fine. And I like, uh, I liked that album that they, that like, comeback album they did in like 2010 2011 it was pretty good they actually they tried to do like a modern pop album with some like r&b and hip-hop influence and it didn't feel like they were forcing it so who are the members of 98 degrees Nick Lachey, jeff timmons justin jeffer and drew lachey yep my second favorite's Boy band was probably together, and the number two together. What about O Town? Do you remember together? Uh, yeah, barely. Wasn't it, it was a TV an, show? It was an MTV joke boy band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. O Town had that one song, "All or Nothing at All," which is still like one of the best boy band songs ever. 
I don't I think, think I ever did anything. One. Yeah, yes, you do. I'm, I I'm sure. Guarantee you, you know it. Guaranteed. Speaking of Guaranteed. greatest songs of all time, I think we got a little time to learn about some of your favorite greatest songs of all time on this week's Celebrity Guest Mix. Oh, I'm a celebrity. Yeah, you're the host of the show, so or co-host, motherfucker. <laughs> Ready? Yeah, Are you ready for the you, gauntlet? Do you have the questions in front of you? Okay. Oh, I do. What's your favorite love song? Every Thug Needs a Lady, the acoustic version from Damnesia Ooh. by Alkaline Trio. Such a weird love song, but I love it. It's probably going to be the first dance at Tab and his wedding. Aw. When is that? We don't know yet. Okay, I just didn't know if I didn't get invited. <laughs> Dude, what you're invited? What's your go to angry song? Natural Born Killers by Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Ooh, yeah, nice. What's a song that influenced you the most? So I put, I was trying to think w- what way this works for me because I'm not a musician, so like there's no like, oh, I try to make my music like this person or whatever. So um, I put Fall Out Boy Saturday, and the reason I did that is because I, cr- even though I knew like Blink and Green Day and the used um, before, I think like Take This to Your Grave is the album that like catapulted me into the, the scene, um, and Saturday is probably like, like the most timeless song on there. I'm cool with that. That makes sense. What's your current favorite song? I feel like a broken record, and I was trying to think of something that wasn't this. Um, Lipstick Jody. Lipstick Jody. Don't want to know. <laughs> it's a good song. I it's love really that good. song. Yeah. I'm not mad. Can uh, you see my answers? Are you looking at the documentary? No. Okay, cool. I'm looking at the Iron Maiden episode 14 to look at the oh. questions. Okay. What's your... Oh, nope, nope, nope. Hold on. Favorite song of all time? Was that one? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite song of all time? The Asteroid Field by John Williams and the London Symphony Orchestra from the Empire Strikes Back score. Aw, look at you, cultured as fuck. (laughs) What song makes you want to get up and dance, whether it's in a grocery store or at home? Um, I'll answer that, but um, do karaoke song next. I don't think we were doing karaoke song yet when we did the Iron Maiden episode. Um, So I think... I thought of a specific memory of me being in a gas station, hearing this song and being like, and like singing along to it, like and kind of dancing around while I was grabbing shit out of the cooler, like, like an idiot. Like no one was there. I was just, I do myself, that all the time. Was, it's not yeah. an idiot. No, I do it too, but this is <laughs> so, um, ain't nobody by Shaka Khan. Love some Shaka Khan. I kind of make side story. So I went into Found Sound and they had a whole bunch of Shaka Khan in the used section for like $5. And I have way too much Shaka Khan now, but I haven't even listened to them all yet. What's your go-to karaoke song? Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. Really? I don't think I've ever heard you sing that, but I could see you singing that. Rapping and the singing part. (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah, I... Um, I forgot to credit Rufus on that song, Shaka Khan and Rufus. Yep, 
I guess that's that's the funk band, yeah, for their uh, of hers her funk band. My bad. What's one of credit where credits do you know? What's the most unexpected song on your playlist? Um, do you remember me talking about those modern country pop punk covers by Alex Milton? I was talking about them a couple weeks ago. Maybe they're um, wait, they're probably cover country songs. They're con- they're like he does are like they country songs covering pop punk or are they pop punk covering country? No, they're they're pop punk songs in a country styling. Oh, okay. And they're like so bad and I should hate them, but they're actually so good. Like he did a good job doing what he's trying to do. And this he did Slipknot Duality. He's like, <laughs> I put my fingers into my eyes. Like it's so <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, but you wouldn't expect to find any modern crossover pandering bullshit pop country on my uh music playing device. So I'm going to say that's speaking of pop country yesterday, I was in target and I saw Garth Brooks's no fences or whatever for $14. And I picked it up because the thunder rolls and the light. So I'm not, I'm not counting him as, as in that this is pop country. Good, good, good pop country. But why do I have a Southern twang when I, I don't know. Sorry. Keep going. Maybe you've been hanging out those friends in little places. Um, Yeah. That's a great song. Um, no, Garth is from a different era. It's different. It's not It's not like Luke Bryan and Jason yeah. Aldean and all that bullshit. I will say, though, besides the like, three or four songs that were popular on that album, it's garbage besides that. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't have any interest in um, venturing into Garth Brooks' discography besides the hit songs I already know. They had one copy, and I knew those songs, so I was like, I'm getting this album. Thunder Rolls. Yep. Friends in Low Places. And that one other song that I can't think of the fucking name of it. Wild Horses? Mm, maybe. No, Wild Horses is not the song I'm thinking of, but maybe we'll add that one to my list of a couple songs. All three of those are on this album. Why would I not get it? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the one, then, obviously. <laughs> Unless you're going to get that one where he pretended to be a rock guy or whatever. Chris something. I don't Chris know why I know Gaines? that. Yeah, Chris Gaines. Why do we know that? All right. Because we're just repositories for useless music knowledge, I think. Ready for this next one? No, that's not true. We don't know shit. Yeah, we don't know shit. What's your ideal lineup for your Heaven concert? Living or dead time. is fine, any era. I had a hard time with this. I tried to go, I tried to choose between like stuff I've never seen, stuff I real stuff I have seen but really love. Um so I did Fall Out Boy circa 2005. So in that sweet spot where they were still playing small venues, but they were about as big as they could be still playing small venues. And before Sugar Were Going Down came out. Um, the Spice Girls. I've never seen them. <laughs> never seen them. Want to see them. Rush. Uh, I've only saw Rush one time. I'd like to see them again, so, but it will never happen because Neil Pert is dead. Um, and Ghost. Ghost is amazing to see live, and I'll go see them every time they come within like a three-state radius. Show. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, Boys to Men. 
also never seen also really always really wanted to see i know they come to like the soundboard and stuff all the time but it's always so expensive and there's never like anyone that wants to both go see boys to men with me and also pay like the 90 dollars or 70 dollars or whatever it is to see them i was just about to say i would go see boys to men but as soon as you said the price no i'm out yeah <laughs> i would love to have that experience but not for 90 dollars yeah and i was like there's a lot of, st- but I've, I've been lucky enough to see like a lot of stuff, even, even rare stuff. Like I even, you know, I was like to put flight of the concords on there. It's like, no, I've, I've seen them. Like, so, <gasps> oh, I'm so yeah, jealous. the Fox, the, I would have loved uh, to see that. So I saw them with tab and she didn't, she was not familiar with them at all. And she was, she scoffed a little bit at the ticket price. I want to say it was like 60 after fees. Oh, that's fine. I would have did that. I would have done more. Um, and she's like, I was like, listen, we're buying, I'm getting the tickets. If you don't like this, I will pay you back for your ticket. She loved it. Yeah, of course it's, she it's did. Up incredible. Yeah. They're, so. ugh, I'm so sad. I didn't get to see that. <laughs> Well, hopefully, I mean, they did, they did that little reunion thing, like right in 2019. So they might, they might do another tour. But, yeah. I mean, wasn't that obviously like I saw, saw them with tabs. So it wasn't that long ago they were touring. They'll do, they'll probably do something again, especially I'm sure all of those, like, I'm sure we're going to see like another wave of like weird reunion shows because, or weird reunion tours. Cause everyone is probably like itching to tour so bad. Tours are being announced left and right. I can't like, yeah, I just saw Rancid and Dropkick Murphy's. Mustard Plug's playing in Ferndale, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to that because it's right down the street. However, tickets are selling out like crazy everywhere, and I'm like, I don't want to buy it now for October, but yeah, when it's like right down the street from my work, you know? Yeah, well, you got to do you got to do the Josh thing and, you know, get the city pre-sale like three days before they go on sale on sale. Yeah. So I also remembered how packed that Motion City show we went to was. And I was like, that's going to happen again. So we're, oh. just, we're buying these right now. <laughs> but we have tickets yeah. to that. So no worries. I'm so excited. All right. Yeah. So that's Josh's Yes Mix. Boop, 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 boop. Eric, <sighs> I hope you guys, good, you guys loved it. <laughs> I hope you got to know Josh a little more. I feel like it was all pretty on brand. I yep. tried to pick yep. some songs that weren't immediately... You know. and even though you debated it, I'm putting Flight of the Concords as actually on your five list. <laughs> okay. It gets added in. <laughs> They're openers. Secret right, let's, closer. Let's do some. Come for the encore? Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like Rush would just play for like two hours as the encore. Well, yeah, this is a festival, so I'm getting full sets of everybody. Yeah. All right, let's do the boop, 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 boop. weekly rewind. I, I don't have anything for this. I do have a what the fuck song, though. I do, too. Let's do our what the fuck songs first. What's yours? Bowling for soup featuring it is the same. Where's the love? It's so bad. Unnecessary. This was not needed. What are you doing? And I realized right after we did that, bands that you could never get into. I hate bowling for soup. And I wish that I would have remembered. That's how much I hate them that I just try to push them out of my brain. (laughs) 19, 19, get out of my brain. Um, and uh they totally should have taken the top spot on on there. So, you know what? I'm into Paramore now. Pulling Paramore off the list, putting Bowling for Soup on the list. I'll allow it. Covering a Hanson song, but also featuring Hanson. 
I I just I don't know why why I don't know why I don't know either. All right, let me get into my recommends since you didn't get any. You missed a lot of good songs then. I um, I listened to the list. I don't know. Kenny Hoopla and Travis Barker are back again with a new song called Smoke Break, and it is fire. I am so excited for Kenny Hoopla to finally drop an album because it's awesome. Um, Weezer has a new song that's kind of funny. It's for a video game, but it's like, tell me what you want. And it's just, he like calls out like Pitchfork Magazine and all these record companies. It's about not liking them. Dua Lipa has a new song for the Gully movie. I have no idea what that is, but it's a cute little song. Oh, you know, yeah, I like that one. New Front Bottoms, Voodoo Magic. The new Lord song is dope. Solar Power. Oh, is it out? See, I saw that she dropped like a teaser, like picture thing, but I didn't know the song was actually out. Ooh, yeah. Um, So you should check that out because that song is really good. I actually like the new Megan the Stallion song. All right. It's not like the best thing, but it was entertaining. These two are weird. Because I'm not fans of them normally. There's a new Marshmallow song called Shockwave that I thought was fun. And a new Skrillex song featuring a bunch of people. And it's really fun called Supersonic. Um, let's see what else is on my list. New Bleacher song, How Dare You Want More. I like bleachers and how they sound 80s. Um, and Chuck, no Captain Chuck's Gone Are Good the Days. Gone, gone Are the Good Days. Those are the songs I like this week. Seriously, that Lord song, that Dua Lipa, that Kenny Lupa. Those are the highlights. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll listen to the ones I haven't heard. Did uh, listen to that Skrillex song too? It's not normally my taste, but no, it's I did cool. listen. I I was like, it was fine. I didn't not like it. I just didn't like it enough to put it on my list. Oh, one other thing. Yeah. So the song, just for me. It's by St. JHN and SZA, CZA, whatever. Point is, it's a pretty good song, but it's for the Space Jam new album. And that's like the third song I've heard from the Space Jam album that is kind of awesome. I think this new Space Jam soundtrack is going to be great. Well, the first Space Jam soundtrack was awesome. so It was a jam. A Space Jam. <laughs> Why didn't you finish that, Josh? Come on in jail. I, I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. When does that come out? Space Jam. Everything keeps getting pushed back. So who knows when everything comes out? I don't Whatever. know. But COVID's over now. Duh. <laughs> Completely. Or if you were is... in Florida or Texas, it's been over for a while. Well, that's true. Everything seems to be opening up next month. Terrifying yet exciting yet terrifying. Yeah, I got some. Um, I've got some maskless with other vaccinated people I trust uh, hangs in, and it it feels so good. Yeah, you so you could you could you could count as one of those people. I could come up and yes, hang out with you. you could. When's Maybe that we'll, concert? Which one? Uh, our buds. Possession. Possession. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I want to go to a backyard show. <sighs> and also be fun to hang out. Yeah. All right. We got anything else? Um, no, I was going to say, I think Lipstick Jody is playing a sh- their album release show is in at the Pyramid Scheme in Grand Rapids, but it's like on a day of something else going on. Now. Yeah. And it's inside. 
Not sure Ooh. if I'm ready for that yet. Maybe, but no, maybe. All right, but that means that means my translucent red vinyl is coming soon. Hey, uh, one last thing. Um, right, quick breakdown of what you got for record store day. Oh, I didn't get anything. No, I got a bunch of stuff. I was gonna say that's a fucking lie. I know, I know, because I got in trouble because Tab was like, "You didn't tell me there's an Alkaline Trio album on here." Yeah. So I have two copies of Alkaline Trio now, two different variants, which makes me feel weird and awesome. So I got Alkaline Trio from here to Infirmary. I got Census Fail, Let It Enfold You, which is beautiful and awesome. I got Linkin Park, Meteora. And I got The Zombies, Oddities and Extras, which is a great album. Uh, did I get something else? That's what that's what you posted, those four. That's what I remember uh, seeing. Hold on. I'm pretty sure I got a fifth one. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, hold up. Wait a minute. Put a little love in it. Oh, anti-flag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, those are the five I got, which is sick. And I got everything I wanted. I went and waited at 7 a.m. outside of my record store. And they didn't open till 11. That's so bullshit. <laughs> I sat out there for four hours or whatever. I got to know a lot of cool people next to me. Which was fun. Um, and I was sixth in line. I got, there was only one thing I kind of wanted. There was this like seven inch of Taylor Swift and Haim. It was only like $12, or something like that. But they only got one copy. And then the two girls in front of us were like younger and they were wearing like Ariana Grande shirts. And they've been there since like 5 a.m. And I was like, they got the one. I'm like, I'm not mad about that. They, they're dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> Go them. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's wild. Hey, man, I met the the Outer Rim Beacon dudes I met, uh, and celebration at in the line on the first day. Really? Yeah. Nice. But what yeah, and then scalpers are insane right now because people are selling that Lincoln Park and Elkland Trail for way too much. They should just wait. I'm sure. Don't buy from scalpers. People listening to this. I went to the record store in Defiance like late in the day and um, later in the day and they still had the census fail, but that was it that, out of the stuff that I was interested in. But then Did you get it. No, cause it was more like Tab wanted it. And I think the only thing that tab really wanted was, um, was the alkaline trio. I like that. Um, I like that first census failed album first or better. The, uh, there's an EP. It's an EP. Yeah. And I, I really like I didn't know it. <laughs> I didn't even know it until I listened to it to watch them at Riot Fest. Yeah. So yeah, that was my record store day. It was amazing. The next one, there's nothing crazy on the list I want. So I might go later in the day. But I don't know. The experience was really cool. And also I stood in the sun forever and I feel I was exhausted. Good times. Great oldies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this bitch up. Thanks for listening to Beside Ourselves. Time to flip the record over. You. You do. Okay. Good job. Good job, Josh. You did. You did great today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. 
Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore side pod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Chris Porter, and the outro music is by Former Critics. <laughs>